0: do want to honor mothers today and I know many of you are sitting with your mother here this morning in church. Proverbs 31 describes the beauty of a woman, the beauty of a mother and I want to read a couple verses for you before we take some time to honor those among us here this morning that are mothers. A wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all, for charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. 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 Did you catch our part, children, today? Children rise up and call her blessed. That's our part today, and really every day of the year, to rise up and to bless our mothers. And this morning we want to do that in a, in a floral sort of way. And I know there's probably not too many women that would say, I don't need any or want any flowers today. So, But if you're a mother in the house this morning, I'd like you just to stand. If you're a mother, would you stand? Let's appreciate them this morning. <laughs> If you're a mother that has one child, you may be seated. If you're a woman who has two, you may be seated. If you're a woman who has three, you may be seated. If you're a woman who has four, you may be seated. If you're a mother who has five, you may be seated. If you're a woman who has six, you may be seated. If you're a woman who has seven, you may be seated. Oh, Mrs. Pittenger, <laughs> how can you stand? <laughs> yes. If I remember right, you're the mother of eight. Is that correct? The best is last. <laughs> and Joan says the best is last. I'll let you figure that out. God bless you. Happy hey, mother's you, day my. to you. Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> I would lo- like to honor the most mature, the eldest mother among us. Ladies, if you are eighty years old and you're a mother, would you stand? You'll be surprised, folks. We've got quite a few in our congregation, and they're not—they're not all here. I think uh, uh, Sherry Klesby would say she has fourteen to sixteen ladies, and many of them are in this age group that come to her senior ladies Bible study. So, senior isn't sixty anymore. Wonderful. If you're eighty years of old, you may be seated. If you're 81, you may be seated. If you're 82, you may be seated. If you're 83, you may be seated. If you're 84, you may be seated. If you're 85, you may be seated. If you're 86, you may be seated. <laughs> I'm not talking about the temperature in the room, If you're 87, you may be seated. I think we need to applaud these two ladies right now before we go any further. If you're 88, you may be seated. (laughs) I know you want to be seated. If you're 89, you may be seated. Now what am I going to do? Miss uh, <laughs> Dora, are you 89? Miss <laughs> Miriam, you're 89 too, aren't you? In the you're almost 90. Congratulations. Oh Happy Mother's Day. Now, I'd like to honor the newest mother. If you have a baby that's a year or younger, please stand. If you have a baby that's a year or younger, please stand. 11 months or younger, 10 months or younger, 9 months or younger, 8 months or younger. Seven months or younger. Oh, Mr. Luke Buckwell, you made your mommy a winner today. Congratulations. Happy Mother's Day. What's with the Pittenger lineup here today, you know? All right, it's wonderful. I just encourage you today, for each one of us in the room, honor the memory of your mother today, honor your mother today. Bless her in some sort of way today and let her know the importance that she has in your life. I guarantee it will bless her today when you recognize that. Amen? Amen. 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 Children, you might be dismissed for young disciples this morning. Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, there in the New Testament. One of Paul's letters. Well, today is given over to the celebration of motherhood. Hallmark, American greeting sells more cards for today than any other day of the year. More than Christmas cards, more than birthday cards, more than any other type of card. They do their best business on, on today, on Mother's Day. Restaurants serve the greatest number of people today. So if you're planning to go to a restaurant today, good luck. To you, because restaurants are a favorite place for moms, because uh, no cooking there. Today, however you choose to celebrate motherhood and celebrate your mother, uh, make sure that you remember her today. Yesterday at Our ladies' Tea, we showed a video of many of you expressing your love and gratitude towards your mom. And one of the questions uh, some of you answered was, if I could give my mom anything on Mother's Day, it would be. And we heard a lot of things having to do with physical health and strength, and we heard about jewelry, and we heard about flowers, and we heard about um, a vacation to Hawaii, and I don't know who in the world mentioned that. But uh, no matter what you would say today, if I could give my mother anything, I would give her, and think about what that would be. No matter what your answer is today, there's something that every woman wants. So men, young men, perk your ears. I'm going to clue you in. There's something that every woman wants. Not just on Mother's Day, but any day will do. And that is encouragement. A word, a deed, an action, something done to build her up, to lift her up to encourage her. Let's look at this passage, 1 Thessalonians 5. We're going to start with verse 9. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that, whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, Encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Before the command is given, before the expectation is put on the Thessalonians here in this passage, God precedes this, therefore, with something that he's already done. Did you notice there that God, our God, is an encouraging God? He's given, as you've seen in verse 9, instead of suffering wrath for sin, he's given salvation. Instead of dying for our sins, he's given us life together with him. Our God today, I want to encourage you, no matter where you come from today in life, our God is not a God carrying a big stick, intent on beating us down. Intent on punishing, intent on casting us aside, intent on making us feel low about our lives. Oh, my friend, Paul tells us here that God has done some very encouraging things for us through his son, the Lord Jesus. He's given us salvation and he's allowed us to live together with him. Our God today, let me refresh our imagery about him. Our God is a lifter up. Our God is a, one who builds up. Our God is one who comes underneath us when we're weak and we're discouraged and we're disappointed. And he doesn't shake a big stick at us or his finger and look into our eyes and say, you know what, you deserve to be down there. You deserve to be discouraged. You deserve to be down in the position that you're in. Oh, he's not interested with that. He's interested in coming underneath of us. And lifting us up and building us up. We know that because of what we've seen him do through his love given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody, everybody needs encouragement. You know, life has difficulties and discouragements, there's many of them. Life has mountains to climb, difficult things to handle, so much so that we can lose heart. In fact, as Jesus ministered on the earth, he often said these words, take heart, which really means be encouraged. In Matthew 14, 27, you remember the story. The disciples were told by Jesus to come across the Sea of Galilee to to get into the boat and he would meet them on the other side. So the disciples got into the boat that night and they were moving across the Sea of Galilee and a storm kicked up on the Sea of Galilee and they were afraid and they were frightened and they were uncertain and the water kept coming into the boat and they began to bail the water and and hope that they could make it to the other side and as they were doing that, as they were looking into the wind and seeing the storm... They looked out and they saw what some thought was a ghost, and it was Jesus, and he was walking across the water. And as he was coming toward the disciples on that choppy lake, he said these words, Take heart. Be encouraged. I'm here. Jesus is a a savior of encouragement. He's here. If you remember the woman with the issue of blood in Matthew chapter 9, she had been in this physical condition for 12 years. She came, and as you know the story, she got down onto the ground, and she knew that if she could just touch the very hem of Jesus' garment, something would happen to her. She would encounter the virtue of Jesus, and she could be made whole. And so she did, and she touches the hem of his garment, and Jesus turns to her and says, Daughter, be encouraged. Take heart. The faith that you have exhibited in me has made you well. I don't know anybody in the room that would say today, I'm encouraged enough. It's okay. I don't need any encouragement today. I I have enough. Why don't you turn down the row and talk to somebody else and encourage them? Please, no more encouragement. I think no matter where we are today, ladies... And gentlemen, too, we always could use a word, a deed, someone to build us up, to lift us up, to encourage us to go on. In fact, Truett Cathy of Chick-fil-A said, how do you identify someone who needs encouragement? Well, that person is breathing. We all, we all need encouragement. Later on in 1 Thessalonians 5, in verse 14, Paul talks about some folks that especially need encouragement. He identifies the weak and the discouraged and the struggling as those that we are to encourage. Who's weak? Who's struggling? What lady in your life today is going through a difficult time? who's having a hard time of it financially, having a hard way to go raising children, who's struggling at work, who's discouraged, that's the woman who needs and would be blessed by your encouragement today. Rather than judge and criticize, which our human nature leans toward, it's more powerful and it's more Christ-like to be an encourager, to be somebody that builds someone else up. Here's a story about someone who fell into a pit and couldn't get out and how others treated this person. The subjective person came along and said, well, I feel for you down there. An objective person came along and said, well, it's logical that someone would fall down there. A Pharisee would say something like this, only bad people fall into pits. A mathematician might say, I could calculate how you got down there. A news reporter would want the exclusive story on the person in the pit. The fundamentalist would say, you deserve your pit. A Calvinist would say, if you'd been saved, you'd never have fallen down. In the pit. The Arminian would say, you were saved and you still fell into the pit. The charismatic might say, just confess that you're not in a pit. I wonder why we as a charismatic church would laugh the most on that one. A realist would come along and say, no, that's a pit a geologist told him to appreciate the rock strata in the pit. An IRS worker asked if he was paying taxes on this pit. The county inspector would say, do you have a permit to dig the pit? A self-pitying person would say, you haven't seen anything until you've seen my pit. An optimist would say, you know what, things could be worse, and a pessimist would say things will get worse. But Jesus, seeing this man, would say nothing but would reach his hand down, kneel if necessary, crawl close to the edge of the pit, leverage his weight down into the pit, reach the hand of the man in the pit, and pull with all of his might to lift the man up out of pit. The pit. Jesus, our encourager today. Jesus and the life of Jesus in the people of God should be the spirit of encouragement. What can we do to reach into the pit if not crawl into the pit and lift someone out to have that spirit of encouragement about us? to be just like Jesus, because when you encourage another person, you are partnering with God in somebody else's life. Now let me just uh, blow away a misconception that some of us have, and that is that criticism and negativism will create change in someone else's life. Has anybody ever seen that work? I'm just going to tell them what's wrong. I'm just going to inform them of what needs improved. I'm just going to, you know what, maybe they don't see it. I'm just going to tell them the error of their ways. I'm just going to explain to them why they got where they got and how they can get out of it. You know what, that type of counsel is never, ever productive. How many mothers in the room have tried that on their children? And how's that working for you? Now, don't get me wrong, there are times where you have to correct your children. You have to steer them away from bad decisions and bad choices. You need to teach them and instruct them in the way that they should go. So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying never do that. But there's much, there's much difference between instruction and correction and criticism and ridicule and judgment. When you encourage another person, you are partnering with God in their life. Turn with me back to the book of John. We're going to look at one other verse here this morning. John chapter 14, verse 16. In the original language of the New Testament, take heart or encourage comes from a word that Jesus used in John chapter 14. Once you're there, go on down to verse 16. A familiar verse. Jesus said these words, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another encourager to be with you forever. You might say, well, that's not what my version says. My version says counselor, or another another title there for the Holy Spirit. But really, in the Greek... It really says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another encourager to be with you forever. This paraclete, this idea of someone coming alongside to support, to build up. When you and I open our eyes to see someone who is weak or discouraged, someone who is struggling, really just anyone rather than judging them or criticizing them, when you come alongside of them to build them up, you are fulfilling the work of the Holy Spirit. You are fulfilling what Jesus intended for the Holy Spirit to do, not just on his own, but as he works inside of you to minister to someone else. When you do the work of encouragement, you're doing God's work. Well, then what do we do with all the people who aren't living right? How about pray? How about pray? How about waiting on the Lord for him to to select a time and place for you to possibly speak truth into their life? And in the meantime, while you're praying, encourage, build up, lift up, assist, help. Be the comforter. Encouragement is oxygen. Breath to the soul. A word of encouragement, a deed done to encourage, can change a life. Encouragement is like love. It is meant to be given. It's not meant to be held inside as a thought or a word. It's meant to be given. Encouragement has the power when It's given. And let me just encourage us in this technological age. Encouragement doesn't work as well as it could via text. Don't do your duty as an encourager by using the texting feature on your phone. I texted 60 encouragements, you know. Well, did you text one and you copied 60 people? And there's my encouragement. You know, in a pinch, I guess it could help. Eyeball to eyeball. Face to face. Looking into the face of another person and expressing encouragement has wonderful value. It really does the job when we look someone in the face and we offer that word of encouragement. This isn't a Facebook, Instagram, texting type of message today. This is an old fashioned one, but I think it's a good one. And that is when you express encouragement, do it face to face. Face to face. Arla Montgomery, you are a woman of prayer. And I know your heart is for all your children and your grandchildren to know Jesus. I encourage you in your praying. Don't ever give up. Thank you. Continue to pray. God hears your prayer. Be encouraged today. Thanks. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh Uh-oh, where's she going next? (laughs) I only have good things to say. (laughs) Steph, I know you love the Lord, and I know your heart is to see your children come to know him too. I encourage you as a mom that's doing it by yourself. Don't think that your words are not important. That the love that you give is not important. That the prayers that you pray are not important. The Lord hears them all. He will reward you. May your children rise up, call you blessed. Be encouraged today. Happy Mother's Day. Who's she going to pick on next? You know, I didn't know. I didn't write your names on in my sermon notes. I didn't write your name in servant notes today. Buenos dias, Señora Corina. <laughs> yes. You are a woman with a big heart, Thank you. with lots of love for many people. People know of your love for them, and more than your love for them, they know that Jesus loves them through you. Yes. Keep loving people. Thank you. Keep okay. sharing Jesus. Be encouraged today. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you guys sit back here. I want to touch the hands of two mothers who mother more children than some of you have ever counted before. Callie, Sarah. You have a heritage that will live on beyond your years, a godly heritage because your kids, your boys, your children have moms that love the Lord. Keep that love for the Lord alive. Keep loving your boys. Keep loving your kids. Keep living the life. They watch your life more than they hear your words. Be encouraged today. Happy Mother's Day. Does anybody else need Kleenexes out here? (laughs) Encouragement. Encouragement. Oh, Pastor Cindy, you just knew what to say. No, I didn't. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And I'm not trying to make myself super spiritual here. Because the Spirit that lives in me lives in you. There's no respecter of persons. The Holy Spirit living in you is an encourager. And not only does the Holy Spirit want to encourage you, the Holy Spirit wants to encourage others through you. So let the Holy Spirit do that through you. It'll mean the world to someone. Even somebody that you don't know whether they're struggling or discouraged, it doesn't really matter. If somebody's breathing, they need encouragement. Some of you know the name George Friedrich Handel many of you know that name? Peter, your, your hand better be up there, brother. <laughs> he was a musical prodigy. His father wanted him to study law, but he gravitated to music early in life, and by the age of 17, he was the church organist in the local cathedral, and by age 18, he was a violinist and harpsichordist at the Opera House in Hamburg, Germany. Turning to composing, he began to gain acclaim, and by age 40, he was famous and worldwide, known worldwide. Despite his talent, he faced a lot of adversity. The competition with musicians was fierce, and audiences were fickle, and it left him on the verge of bankruptcy. He had failing health. Handel had a stroke in his 40s. His right arm was damaged. He was discouraged. He was in debt. He was ready to retire and give up music when he was visited by a friend. Upon this visit, his friend gave him a text of an opera that was based on the life of Christ. And after that visit, this friend left and Handel's heart began to be stirred, and he began to write. And What became a day then turned into a week. And for three weeks, every day, he just wrote nonstop, nonstop. In 24 days, he completed the 260-page manuscript called The Messiah. There's power in encouragement today one visit by one man, one copy of an opera focused on the life of Christ changed the tide. We enjoy and appreciate the beauty of Handel's Messiah. Why? Handel? Absolutely. Greater still, the friend that came on the day and offered the encouragement. My friend, encouragement can change a life can change the life of a woman in your life today. The question isn't, will it change their life? The question for you today is, will you give it? Will you give the encouragement? How will you give it? It really is what every woman wants to hear, encouragement. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day on which not only do we worship you, but we honor we honor mothers today. Lord, we thank you for our mothers. We thank you, Lord, for for the life that they've given us in the physical, but for many of us, the spiritual life that they've blessed us with also. We thank you, Lord. I pray today that we will be refreshed to be people of encouragement today. Lord, there's so much that could be said, and often is said, that's so negative. Oh, Lord, there's no power for help and encouragement in negativity. There's only power and encouragement. So, Lord, I pray today on this Mother's Day that as we leave this place, that whether it be in honor of our mother who's no longer with us, or whether it be because our mother is with us, I pray today that we will dedicate ourselves to be encouragers. Lord, that you will lead us to a conversation, to an action, to a deed, something that will lift the load of someone else today that will encourage them, that could even change their life. Lord, may we be sons and daughters of encouragement today. And in doing so, we partner with you, Lord, And your Holy Spirit moves through us to be encouraging. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.